Hi, welcome to Fact or Folklore. I'm Tim. And I'm Amy. Thank you for joining us on episode two of Fact or Folklore. And I thank you too. I do have a request or two about my chair uh, being squeaky. Uh, I don't want to name names, uh, Jackie, but uh, anyhow, uh, some girl said that... It was really annoying. Yeah, it kind of annoyed her. And I don't like annoying people. What, what were we hearing? I think that my... Can, can you even hear that? Yeah. I can't. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and switch chairs right now, uh, and hopefully we'll never hear that again. And you're going to talk closer to the microphone, too. Well, yeah, but I'm in the middle of uh, changing my chair. Um, Thank you for all the feedback that we have received (laughs) from our podcast. Um, We are taking all that into consideration as... Tim changes out his chair right now. We did know that it was squeaking the entire time, but we never planned to actually release that. It was just testing our equipment. And yeah, Jackie. <laughs> so, uh, but here on out, it should be pretty clear, but feel free to uh, send us any feedback. So one thing I want to let everyone know is we do have a couple announcements. We have ramped up our website, so you can find us at www.factorfolklore.com. And we're giving away a t-shirt to everyone that does an interview. Is that correct, Amy? That is correct. A free t-shirt for anyone who joins us. Okay, so let's start our show. I want to go over some things that are in the news today. And this was on Fox News and CNN. So you know it's true because the right and the left both agree on it. Amen to that. (laughs) And that is UFOs. And Congress had a briefing to talk about it. And UFOs are sometimes like, what the hell is that? They could be that too. It could be. It could be that. Yeah. So, yeah, our Congress actually had a meeting on it June 20th. And they even the president was involved, and basically there has been a lot of unidentified flying objects, UFOs, and it's getting in the way of our pilots. And so, wasn't there local somewhere? somewhere? There was some off of California. There's a lot of California, and I after I was researching a little bit more, is the East Coast as well. And so they don't really know what it is. You guys can go on and search it and read. It was June 20th. They had the article posted. That's when the meetings took place, and basically we have a lot of instruments that throw out this data when they see these flying objects they say it must be an air because nothing can go that fast or that direction and so when pilots see this the actual equipment just completely disregards it and you know it's just a false read and it goes on well it's starting to really concern our navy because and our air force because it is a risk to all of these all these pilots that they're up in the air and they're seeing them if you go to the website you can actually hear recordings of the pilots they're completely amazed by what they're seeing it's real like they're really seeing these are not people that are trying to get fame uh these were tapes uh that just got released they saw something now whether that is another country's military planes that are kind of spying on us or you know people have these drones nowadays it's possible that it's just a drone that they're flying in that area but it's really alarming our navy and our air force what do you think it is you know i don't know it could be our military just you know maybe we have some pretty uh, mean, capable machines out there that they don't want us to know, and they're using it as a UFO, saying that it's a UFO, maybe covering up so that it doesn't get leaked out. But then again, I believe there are UFOs 
and they haven't come here to Earth. I don't know when. I, you know, I, I would love to uh, research that more and see more. And uh, the interesting thing is, nobody has the same dream. Nobody has when you have a delusion. Mm-hmm. Nobody sees the same thing. Yeah. So you can't pin it on that. Right. When you have multiple people seeing, seeing the, the same, same thing, thing. and has, you, ha- I mean, sometimes it's in the city, and the entire city yeah. sees these things. Yeah, it um, has to be. It has to be. It has to be something, yeah. whether it's extraterrestrial or something. What they're seeing is not their imagination. It is something tangible, something that everyone sees. We just don't know whether it's not from this planet or it's just a plane or something. Yeah, well, I concur. <laughs> what I was thinking, though, is we're so into history and we're so into where we came from. What if thousands of light years away, there was another world that had species of whatever they are, aliens, whatever, and they evolve and they're a lot older than us. So they have evolved a lot longer than us to this point where they're extremely intelligent and they have this technology and they're observing us just like we observe indigenous tribes and so forth because we want to learn like these people that don't have contact with you know technology what do they do how do they get their food how do they communicate how do they trade what if it's just aliens that are around here because we're starting to our technology is starting to take off we're starting to have much more efficient uh, spacecrafts and everything our drones I mean pretty soon Amazon's going to be dropping your packages off at your front door there's a lot that goes on and maybe that's why they're more curious right now and they're kind of testing it out they're just researchers alien researchers you know I I saw a couple uh, programs and articles and things I've read. Some of the old hieroglyphics and the, some of the, the pictures they painted, they showed actual, they looked like airplanes and they were saying that they were big birds. And there was actually a, one of a helicopter that was made, you know, thousands of years ago whenever uh, they did that. And it, one looked like a helicopter, one like looked like a, a airplane mm-hmm. or a jet. And it's weird because all of these gods that they write on the hieroglyphics, they all look like they have space helmets on, or most mm-hmm. of them do. So that's kind of interesting, too. It makes you wonder. And then I also was watching one uh, arena article on one that they think there might have been a nuclear war back then. And it's mm. because people died of, they think, ra- uh, radiation, radiation poisoning. Their hair was falling out. Their fingernails were coming off. Their skin was burnt. So, you know, who knows what went on. Like that was here. And like yeah, the world had uh, this nuclear war. And then we kind of degressed at that point And yeah, had to start we all probably, over. Yeah, because everything got wiped out. Yeah. So that could be another thing, too. They, and what happened was it was two alien forces fighting together up in the sky. That's mm. what these pictures were. Rep- oh, were like the hieroglyph- hieroglyphics. Yeah, they were oh. saying that they were fighting. And then the fallout happened to a lot of people. that Their hair was falling out and their fingernails. And they were getting sick. So, yeah, and that, that sounds like nu- nuclear poisoning. Yeah. So, in my anthropology classes, we touched on that. We touched on the Egyptian pyramids and the myths that, you know, space crafts were involved or aliens were involved and you know in the academic world they really wrote that off and they they actually said that it was it was inappropriate to say that because you're now taking a group of people and saying they weren't smart enough to build the pyramids on their own um, and it was really frowned upon to have that right to have that thought process and you know when you're in school your teachers have so much authority you trust them you know you believe it at face value when I kind of think about what they're saying I was like well just to write it off because it's mean to think that they weren't capable of doing it it's a really poor argument to write those things off sure. and, and you know there is i know we don't want to get into religion but 
but there are a lot of churches that are now kind of intermingling with the thought of uh, alien life, intermingling with the Bible or mm-hmm. with religious uh, teachings. It's, it's so interesting to, we have all this, all of these, you know, artifacts and writings and sculptures and everything. And, you know, it, there's a lot of fact there and a yeah. lot of proof that makes you wonder if there really is something outside of this universe. The universe is huge to think that. On, in regards to all that, you must keep an open mind. That's very important. And everybody that knows me, I have a very open mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is, very, it is important to try to keep an open mind. I try to do the best to keep my mind open. But and so if you only go one way as far as belief, you're losing out. You're missing things. So. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think we are ready to kind of get into our topic of the day, which is, is the North American Ape Man, also known as Bigfoot. Bigfoot. And Sasquatch. Holy is it Sasquatch or Sasquatch? Oh, I can't even spell it so I can tell I know. Sasquatch. It starts with a S. So Sasquatch, what do you know about Bigfoot? Well, Bigfoot I know is kind of a myth, but people have seen it. But there's not a whole lot of proof. I mean, the one that, whenever I think of Bigfoot, I think of that one video or film that the first guy got. Yeah. And it's really blurry and he's walking and he walks like a Bigfoot. And they did a lot of research and they say there's no way it could be a costume because of the way the ribs move and the way the skin moves. And, and that was like in the 50s, right? 50s, yeah, back yeah. in the 50s. You know, I don't know what I think about it. Don't have an opinion. I did a lot of research coming into this episode. There's a lot of evidence that kind of, everyone kind of has the same um, ideas of what it is. Is. They have the same experiences, so I think it's really interesting. I hope there's a Bigfoot. I think that would be really cool to have a Bigfoot. And I read that their foot is is 13 inches up to 25 inches. I have a 10 inch foot. What does that, that mean? That's huge. I don't know. Did you get that? I sent you uh, info on that one guy, the tallest man. Yeah. Uh, he was eight foot three. No, eight foot eleven. Right. And I, what was his foot size? Uh, Robert Wadlow, and he had an 18.5 inch foot, which is a size 37. So in comparison, and he was eight feet tall, right? Eight feet 11 inches. Yeah, eight feet 11 inches. And so a big foot, their feet measure anywhere between 13 inches and 24 inches. So significantly bigger. So if he was eight feet, these big foot have to be ranging around seven to 15 feet is what they're yeah. saying. But but not only would it be a long foot, but it also probably very wide yeah. to support their weight. They've got to be pretty big. Some of those things Prince. that I've read about and seen mm-hmm. is that not only are they heavy, but they're very agile, and they can also leap very far. They take one step over a highway, yeah. and they're to the other side. Yeah, they say that their gait is really long, yeah. and that they can cover a lot of ground really quickly. But because they can move so fast in just one step, that could be a possibility. That's why they think they teleport or move somewhere, because they're gone. I mean, they can take one step, and they're out of the picture. So that's kind of uh, interesting, too. I also think, too, that back 200 years ago, you hear uh, people talking about Bigfoot they drew pictures and we were moving into their territory Mm -hmm. so there was probably a lot more sightings out here in California there probably wasn't hardly any sightings out here until we started building out here because you got to remember Bigfoot would be like a human they got to have water now once we got the dams built got the water running here there's more trees now here than ever was because it's the desert now they probably can enter into our territory because they probably never hung out here anyway 
way. Now they're able to get closer to cities, being that there's water, there's food, there's pets. They Maybe they, if they get desperate enough, they'll come and eat your dog, cat, whatever, you know, whatever's there. I think that could be a possibility too. We're going to see more sightings in the cities because of... We're starting to creep into their territory? No, no. They can go into territories that they weren't going into. Right. Oh, they, because we have they have these resources That's now. right. We have a lot of trees now. Yeah. you got to remember California, Southern California was a desert and there weren't very many trees. So now you look out and you see a tree, two trees, three trees in every yard. There's places to hide even in the city. Um, and even like Big Bear and stuff like that where it's like, it's definitely Southern California, but it is more mountainy. They could yeah. still, it'll still be like their native land. So Washington has the most sightings. Right. High uh, Sierra does too. Yeah. I say California, Washington, Oregon, all these West Coast states are, but specifically in this Northwest areas where they're seeing a lot. And I wonder if it's like a climate because they're completely covered in hair. So I can imagine that they're not going to be in the desert region. They are going to stay more in the cooler areas. I would say, yeah, more than likely they want to be around where it's cooler. Uh, but then the hair could insulate them too. I mean, there's a lot of dogs that, you know, like our dog, when we got the air on too cold, they want to go out and lay in the sun for a while because they get cold in here. So yeah, I wonder if they like hibernate. They might have, yeah, they might hibernate. Or the they summer. probably migrate to different areas. That could be too, yeah. Uh, well, a couple of cool things that I was kind of looking into is it sounds like they kind of stick together. Sure. They have like a family unit and they're active like around dusk. They're more nocturnal. Everything kind of lines up with everything everyone kind of has the same stories and the same experiences so i guess i could just read this and come up with some fictitious story sure. but i think for the most part people are really hearing things really seeing things and now speaking of people do we have an interview today we do so with with gertrude she is a native american navajo tribe uh-huh. and she actually lives out in the reservation do you want to go ahead and give her a call now yeah i don't know do we need a reservation uh i think we have one okay very good yeah give her a call <laughs> Okay. Hi, Gertrude. This is Amy from Fact or Folklore. Hey, Amy. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, and I have Tim on the other line as well. Hi, Gertrude. This is Tim with Fact or Folklore. I wonder, hey. the name Gertrude, I like that, but is there any way I can call you like Dirty Gertie? It sounds almost sexy. You know, Tim, you're just a little fresh. I know. I just took a bath. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move on. So, Gertie, you said that you had a story about a time that you were in the mountains. I think everyone would love to hear a little bit more about that story. It was probably about maybe 20 years ago when I was a little bit younger, and I used to like to get out and go cross-country skiing up on the mountain behind our house. Where was this located? This was located way out on the Navajo Reservation, and it was like probably late February. February, early March, we had decided to go cross-country skiing. Okay, and the Indian Reservation, that's Arizona, Colorado area, right? Right. It's northern Arizona. We used to have a lot of time to go skiing and explore. And it just happens this one weekend, we went up to the mountain and we just had a fun day skiing, just have a grand old time. But since, you know, it takes all day to go We probably started thinking, okay, it's time to head back about 2.30. So three, we're heading around the deck, coming down the mountain. And, you know, the sun sets a little bit earlier in the winter. And it's getting a little bit chilly and cold. And so I told everybody, oh, I'll catch up with you because everybody wanted to get back to the car. Were you alone then? Well, at that point, I was alone from about maybe like about 3 to 3.30 before I got off the mountains. By that time, I was cold and my legs were aching. And then I started 
hear this little crunching behind me, you know, in the snow. Because when you're skiing, you're kind of like swishing, swish. And then all of a sudden, I heard this little crunching behind me, kind of the same rhythm. And I thought, oh, what's that? And I looked around. I didn't see anything. But then I kept skiing. I kept hearing the sound behind me. And, you know, I was getting a little like I'm going, wow, is that a deer or is it a bear? But at any rate, I was skiing along. I just kept looking behind me. I didn't see anything, but nobody's out there but me and the rabbits, you know. And then all of a sudden, I got to this bend in the road, and there's a creek right beside it, too, but it was iced over. You can just hear the water kind of trickling down a little bit under the snow. And then all of a sudden, I heard this. I did hear that sound once before at another time, but this one was so loud and it was, it felt like it was coming right down my back. I could feel the hair on my neck was just starting to stand up and I just said, whoa, and I just started swishing really fast. Oh man, I'm out of here. That's not an animal that you know of. That sound would not be an animal that you know of. You know, I would say that, that that was not a sound that I had heard from any animal that I knew about. You said that you felt it right down your neck. Was that just because it was so eerie or was it actually that close to you? You know, I'm not sure. I think it was eerie. I'm pretty certain it wasn't on the road. I think it was in the tree line following me. And I think just from my memory, it probably was about 100 feet back up into the trees. You know, I just felt it like it was upon me. I heard crunching noise like, you know, okay, so I'm just skiing along and I started hearing this crunch. And it was, um, it was kind of deliberate, like a slow crunch, like somebody walking really slow, but then kind of hurrying in between the steps. But I didn't think anything of it. I thought, okay, it's probably like a deer or a bear, you know. Did you hear any knocking or like anything before that or before the big roar noise? Did you hear like hitting a tree or someone knocking on a tree? I didn't hear any knocking of a tree, but I did hear crunching of bushes because there's ponderosa pine and there's some scrub oak and I heard some swishing and stepping on that. You know, I don't know. What was the visibility that day? Were there? Oh, it it was clear. It was really a beautiful day. And was there a lot of trees around or how easy would it have been to turn around and actually see if something was there behind you? You know what? It probably would have been not too easy to spot something because there was a lot of large ponderosa pine trees that are probably like, you know, maybe 125 feet up. Would you say like where the sound came from? Was it coming from coming down a hill or up a hill? It, or- it was it was coming down one of the little rises because it's like little hills and a big mountain. So we're in the foothills of the mountain. I mean, you had been in that area. Yeah, I've been in that area before the snow, after the snow. So I knew the area. Is there any folklore or any type of story that you've heard uh, out there? Yeah. You know, I've been told that up on the mountains behind where we live, there's another mountain called Beautiful Mountain. And some people seem to think that that might be an area where there's these portals and those Bigfoot use those portals to travel around. It's rumored that they have families of Bigfoot up there. Cave? Or are these just like more supernatural type? I don't know because I've never seen it. I've only heard. What I suspect is that, you know, this portal is kind of like, 
you know, this area where they go and they can get transferred from, say, here to, like, Canada, that they use these portals to change location when they need to. And there's only certain areas where they have those. You know, we don't spot the Bigfoot, but, you know, we can see evidence of things being thrashed. But I do think there's families of Bigfoot. Well, thank you so much for taking our call. We really appreciate it. Um, I felt like I learned a lot that I didn't know. It kind of, you know, confirming some of the things that we read definitely gives me um, an appreciation for it. Well, you know, Amy and Tim, I've really had a great time talking to you. You know, for me, Bigfoot is real. All right. <laughs> we really appreciate uh, your time. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so happy that you're able to take our call and give us a little bit more of what you've experienced. All righty. Well, I look forward to hearing from you again. All right. Bye. Bye. So, what do you think about that story? Do you believe it or? Yeah, I believe it. There's no proof either way of what it is or what it wasn't. If they've had folklore or stories of people seeing Bigfoot or seeing Bigfoot impressions, I would have to believe that's a, a real fact and not a folklore. I really didn't know a whole lot about Bigfoot until I started researching for this episode. And everything she said really lined up with the stuff that I researched. So I found that confirmed everything for me. I wanted to believe in Bigfoot, but I thought it was more of a folklore. But I think now, after researching it and everything lines up, I believe that this is really a creature. This is really something. We just haven't caught it yet. Yeah, I think if we're going to chalk it up to fact or folklore, I'm going with fact. I'm going with fact, too. That's exactly right. One thing that I wanted to touch on real quick, the porthole thing. That was weird. I have never heard that. I have heard that. Oh, you have heard that. Uh Uh-huh. I have heard that some people think that they are teleporting and that they're actually possibly could be UFOs. Because a lot of times, these occurrences, some people say they see a UFO before the Bigfoot. Really? Yeah, and that was kind of interesting in that she said she was like to talk about UFOs, too. Well, she was a great guest. I'm glad uh, we got to yak at her, and it sounds like she'll come back again. be talking with us soon again. All right, well, thanks again, and join us next week. We're out. Fact and folklore. Fact. Or folklore. Out.